0: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of IGN Unfiltered, my monthly interview series where I get to sit down with the best, brightest, most interesting minds in the games industry. This month, our IGN first game that we're covering all month long is Shadow Warrior 3, a first-person shooter. Fast, frantic. I'm really looking forward to playing it. In the meantime, though, I've got the game director here, Kuba Opon. Thank you so much, Kuba, for making the time. Thank you. So uh, I want to start. Are, are you at home right now? Are you at the office? Because that is a very cool. Like I, I've seen a lot of backdrops uh, during quarantine as I film these, and but that is I, I'm digging that art behind you there.
1: Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a, a bit of a trip of down to the you know memory lane as this is you know great art from the first Shadow Warrior, and I I am at uh, the Flying Wild Hog offices which sadly are not, you know, operating at the full capacity. But, you know, we can still use this beautiful room that we've got, the conference rooms, uh, uh, all, you know, with the art that we've created over the years, because, you know, we are very proud of it. It's it's just great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you were telling me right before we started that you guys moved into that. uh, It was a new office that you moved into a month before the pandemic. Yes, (laughs)
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, that's the that's the sad part. Uh, you know, we grew a lot, as a st- our studio grew a lot, and um, during last years, so we needed to expand, and that was you know great opportunity to create this, take the new floor in the building that we are occupying, and we wanted to do it. You know, this time we wanted to do it f- with all our branding, with our you know colors. Uh, that we are usually used to feel like you know this basically like a new fresh company, of course with everything we've done so far, but you know to celeb- as well to celebrate celebrate the things that we've done to this point. And yeah, just a month here and then uh, the you know the lockdown started in Poland, so uh, we moved to work from home basically
0: well how how has the work from home gone for your team I mean it's sort of it seems like it's affected everyone differently and so how has it been for your team because I think it is it fair to say you have a, a medium sized team is it uh, and then and so how is it how has it uh, been for your group
1: like um, overall I think that most of the of the companies that that went to work from home, and from my just what what I'm reading, you know, online and how the the other people experience it, it's I feel that's there there is a kind of a pattern that we all felt uh, at the beginning. We all all felt that we can do more because there was less chit chat, less of the office thing, and the product productivity went up, and that was very you know uh, interesting to see but it's for the, for the long term it's it's complicated uh it's a complicated thing because when your home changes to a work Place, it starts to get weird after some time, and you like people have told very different situations. So I, I suppose that's that's uh, similar to everywhere. Obviously, we are doing you know the best to support each other, to contact, uh, to check on the people, to provide some help if, if that's needed. Like you know all the things we could imagine to to just just try and and, and test. So uh, right now we are very happy that you know the vaccinations are happening, that we are just counting days to we could get back to the office because obviously when you're making games, you need to talk to people, you need to you need to just have the creative juices flowing. So that's something that we definitely would like to get back to and, you know, just to choose to be as productive and like it's not like we aren't, <laughs> but uh it's something that's difficult just to manage, right? Uh,
0: yeah, are you uh, are you guys hoping you think that is the timing maybe going to work out where you can you can launch the game together in the office, back in the office and have a launch party or do you think it's looking like you're you're all going to have to launch it from home and 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 one person gets to be the lucky person that presses the 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 submit button for for Steam and for so, and the Sony and Microsoft submission.
1: I'm still, you know, it's it's a question about, you know, how our na- nationwide uh, politics gonna work in terms of vaccination, so I just cannot give the answers. Uh, I suppose we end up with some kind of hybrid format eventually, and that will be just the first step to you know figure out how to work post pandemic. But you know, uh, so many people don't know how it's gonna end. I'm not the best person to you know get deep into this. I really don't know. I just wish that you know we. I I just wish that we you know will make the game as best as possible, even in these conditions, and, you know, we'll just take take our time and figure out how to do it properly.
0: Yeah, we, we don't know either, for IGN, for whatever, whatever it's worth. Like, we don't know when we're going back and how we're going back, that's all. Yeah, it's a whole new world, but... Um, so I want to talk about your career a little bit. You I, Looking you up, you, you came up uh, as a programmer at Bloober Team, and then you continued to uh, serve as a programmer here at Flying Wild Hog prior to finally now becoming the game director on Shadow Warrior 3. So I'm, I'm curious, how has your the the experience of being a programmer helped you as a game director?
1: So, uh, you know, it's it's a, a long journey, maybe not. As long as the game directors in the United States, is, as I feel like the or or you know in in the countries where the game dev has a longer history, uh, but uh, but my twelve years you know in game dev in Poland was I feel very I would say very interesting for me at least. Uh, so you know I was a big gamer. I love games and everything. That's you know the the usual thing. I played a lot of you know or things like that and you know at some point I just wanted to know how the games are made. It was very tempting for me to know the insides of it, right? Uh, So finally I landed the first job, I didn't know much, you know, uh, like a junior programmer and uh, the first, you know, years uh, the Bluebird team, just like the three years was just to understand how the team works, like how much team focused the, the this this uh, this thing that we are doing is right how you need a lot of different people the artists how communication is important and everything but it's just let me you know to understand how to how to cooperate and uh, after the the three years i joined uh, flying White hawk and i'm here since then And, and when i joined they were looking for the ai programmer uh so i didn't know anything about that as well, but I learned as I go. Uh, but I jumped in, I, I've got, you know, great mentors. And, you know, the, the, the story of the Flying White Hawk, like my story of the Flying White Hawk was the one like, I've joined the team that I finally met, like, finally, I very quickly met a lot of people that, you know, the games I admired as a like teenager, like the painkiller, then, you know, the the, the people that make. Uh, Bulletstorm and, and Witcher, so you know all the big hits of Polish games from that uh, from that time. So it was for me like something totally, you know, wow! It's just all these people I can, I can, these people I can learn from. So that was also great, and and then the company like culture of how they make games here was very interesting to me as. Uh, it uh, it appeared that you know as a programmer I can have really lots of input in very different places. Like, I can just make conversations with the character artists, with the you know with the audio guy and the VFX team, uh, cooperating with you know animators. I could just I think I figured out at some point I just could even bring my you know bring my own ideas and then became like partially in the designer shoes um just creating my own ideas uh in like for the boss fights or, or things like that and this was very you know uh it that was feeling great right because we we want to make games but also we want to just place part of our ideas there to 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 make their our own and uh what what flying world Hawk did and what was very you know fresh for me it's like yeah you, you have a great idea like you have an ideas show us. Right. And and if they work great, we have something better. The game is better by that. And that's the that's basically the the team feeling and, and the approach of making games here that, that I really loved and it works since then. <laughs> Haven't failed uh, and I'm really happy how it's going. And so, you know, with that in mind, I became very self-sufficient. So somebody probably trusted me that I can then, uh, you know, Either introduce idea, implement, and then maybe find the people and get together, get them together somehow, uh, and uh, just make things happen and work and get to the finishing line. So I became a lead game uh, programmer on the Shadow Warrior Two. So you know now I'm managing team. I'm I'm learning about the new things about how to you know manage people uh, needs and how to help them. Delivering, how to communicate the whole teams uh, uh, together, you know, just to deliver the next the next iteration. Uh, so then we have a a short break when we were uh, building our studio. After Shadow Warrior Two, we had this, um, we sat down. Uh, We thought what to do. We do some prototypes, we do some, uh, you know, we we try to figure out how to, where to go with our studio. Uh, We decided that we need to grow and then uh, it's, you know, we start to building the, uh, like we've built like three studios, like sorry, two additional one, right? We right now we have like three studios, and uh, and we changed our engine during that time, and you know this was the the, the transformation period, and then we uh, ended up you know ready to uh, to tackle the f- the next challenge, and uh, one of these challenges is uh, Shadow Warrior three, and you know at this point uh, I'm not sure I could say I was you know feeling ready to become a game director. This is something you, I think, cannot learn. You need to learn as you go. I've made it, like, during the, my, you know, two years, more, more uh, so something something around two years. It was a lot of, you know, mistakes that I made that I need to learn. I need to learn quickly. I need to reiterate some some things and change some things. But, yeah, this is, this is quite, quite a journey for me, and, you know, I'm really happy where I am, and this is, you know, this is my dream job. I, I, I thought I, I can be a programmer, maybe a lead, or just implement some of my ideas. And now, you know, I'm, that's basically what I'm doing, is discussing not my ideas, but everyone's ideas, and trying to figure out how to make a cohesive thing out of it. And this is great.
0: Sounds like a wonderful work culture at Flying Wild Hog, where everyone's in ideas, regardless of their discipline, are encouraged and as a result the game gets better everyone feels like they have more agency and say in the game and you're a walking example of you have those skills that 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 ability to have the input in the game has helped you learn new skills and grow your career to now becoming a game director so that's i mean that's exactly i think what you want to have at any company that sounds great so it's uh that's really great to hear um I want to do. I do want to back up for a second, though. You, when you mentioned you started talking about your history with programming, it's are you entirely self-taught as a programmer?
1: Uh, n- not really, uh, but it's it's hard to. Um, I learned relatively late to program because uh, I wasn't. I, I just had some s- very br- brief experience with like some web page programming when I was in. Uh, in high school, uh, but I I went to the col uh, to the college uh, and uh, like a, you know IT, but I don't have much uh, it, uh, too much interesting things to say about what I learned, how I learned to program there, I learned to program a bit on my own support and you know with with the knowledge I can find it in book, in just game the books and things like that and obviously on the internet. Uh, and uh but i really quickly just just got the opportunity to start uh in uh in the you know in the game dev uh because my friend already was there and he just he he just you know uh introduced me uh i ma- i've made a test i managed to do like a quick tetris clone on my first interview and somehow i got in but i really couldn't do much more than that <laughs> Uh, in the long run, so I learned everything as I go, and you know that was the that was the college, the real programming college for me. Just just the job, it's way more programming, and solving actual issues that you know, in and the real organism, not some artificial problems that are tested. So I I love that way more, and what I was learning there.
0: Well, you you mentioned. Uh, Quake, and that you were sort of curious how it worked. Did you did you play around at all with Quake C, and 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 do any like mod work or programming
1: work? A little bit. I I have managed to compile it. Uh, I've managed to change couple of pari- parameters, like make the rocket fly, you know, faster. There's like simple things. But at this point, I didn't have the um, the C skills at, at this moment. When I was a teenager, I didn't have the C skills, and I didn't get to that skills. Uh, you know, in time when I was playing Quake, so it didn't, you know, uh, it, it wasn't at the same time, but I was, you know, trying to do I was searching for people. Then I, I didn't have the, mm, good contacts uh, with people who made the games, but I tried to get into the modding community. I eventually didn't. My real career started, you know, uh, on when I was in college, but that was, you know, I was always curious about it, about it. So. There was always something I just liked, you know, the contacts, the, the people that could guide me somehow. So,
0: was, so uh, was Quake always one of your favorites? What were your favorite games as a kid? Uh,
1: you know, I started earlier on, you know, and probably you heard that story from some Polish developers, but we had this uh, clone of, you know, Nintendo uh, called Pegasus. Uh, so we've been playing the games like you know Dizzy and Mario and Super Mario there, uh, but uh, but I I would say that my you know inspiration came from that period of playing Quake. Uh, that that's the first one that came to my mind because I still do like shooters, especially that they're a fast one, and I wanted to do like one of the fastest, <laughs> fastest uh, in the market. So that's why you know. All of these crazy things in Shadow Warrior 3 happen. Like why we are moving so fast? Why we are flying around? It's not you know, it's not the, it's not the, the taking the same ideas. It's just taking the same impression of like speed and 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 controlling the the environment and everything. So, so I feel that that was the main driver, right? Also, there's some you know, uh, I really like just adventure games like Uncharted series because I like the. The lightness of it, the humor, the, 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 the pure joy that I just take from just enjoying the story, the characters and everything. And I f- also feel like this is something that I, uh, that I a bit steal. <laughs> that when I'm talking about Shadow Warrior, how I would like this, this game to be felt when you play it. You, you, I, I like people have fun and be joyous about it and just have a laugh and, and spend time you know nicely you know and be happy. So, uh,
0: so I, I, as an old-school Quake fan myself, I'm curious. Are you, are you talking Quake 1 or no, Quake No, no, I'm talking
1: Quake 3. I'm talking Quake, Quake 3. 3. Yeah. These are my, uh, yeah, yeah, these are my uh, <laughs> high school years.
0: Love it. Love it. Um, although, ironically, so, you know, of course, back then it was Quake 3 versus Unreal Tournament. You're yes, a Quake yes. guy. <laughs> now you're working in Unreal Engine. Um,
1: That's so true. How <laughs> That's How awesome. is it,
0: like... In all seriousness, I'm kind of, you know, you hear gamers, us, you know, non-developers like me, hear all the time about Unreal Engine and that it's a great engine, great tools, it, it looks great on the screen. So how is it working with Unreal compared to other game engine, game development tools that you've worked with? And I'm curious, what, what is Shadow Warrior 3 doing with Unreal Engine 4 that, that say, Shadow Warrior 1 and 2 couldn't do? I'm, I'm sort of curious to hear about that.
1: Uh, so, this is part of the transformation that our studio underwent because um, we sw- switched to the Unreal Engine from our own technology called Roadhog Road Engine. Like, the Flying Wild Hog is a studio uh, which was built by a programmers. Uh, and their own technology at that point was, you know, the key thing. And it was obvious because the licenses and everything were not that available so uh, and it was great to the to the certain point when we needed to have the very tough discussion and had some you know parental feelings about the engine that we've built here and you know how to uh be, 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 because uh, at some point it was like a, mm, like an arms race right uh, when you were building the studio building your own technology when you're not that big studio you want to grow But you need to hire a lot of engine programmers. And of course, there's some technology on, on the market that uh, that we need to basically co- compare ourselves and they are built by, you know, bigger groups of people. So obviously Roadhog, uh engine has its own uh, set of cool features that we liked but uh, and jumping into the Unreal makes us do what we always wanted to do, which is make games, not the tools. And uh, that's, that's the key thing. Uh, there were so things that worked just out of the box. That was one thing. And then we wanted to grow and bringing people here and have this, you know, wonderful piece of technology, which we all know how it, you know, looks, how it works. Uh, and they can start working with us almost instantly. There's no, we don't have to provide our own, uh, you know, documentation and everything. It's just, it just works, right? So the knowledge is there. The people right now starting work, you know, in game that have so many options to learn the Unreal. It's available. It's just great because, you know, the industry can grow. Uh, we can We can have much more people that know the technology and we can do basically everything there.
0: Are you, uh, now obviously Shadow Warrior 3 is shipping with Unreal Engine 4, but looking ahead, are you excited about Unreal Engine 5 based on what you've seen and heard about that from Epic?
1: Oh, definitely, that's look incredible. I'm, I, I can, I cannot wait to just, you know, uh, to see how it, how, it, how it works, how you work in, in that environment. So yeah, it's very impressive what they what they shown.
0: Now, uh, you mentioned you were the lead AI programmer on Shadow Warrior Two before becoming the game director on Shadow Warrior Three. What, to you, and and uh, you know, I wonder if this maybe will go back to your Quake days a little bit with with competing against humans. What makes good AI in a first person shooter to you? What what is it in a shooter that that uh, would make AI be good AI?
1: Uh, so. It's really it still really depends on what game you want to make uh, for and whether what, what you're um, do you want to have uh, an an opponent that's equal to you, for example, like in Quake three days and you need a bot that's basically replicating human. So that's different set of, you know, uh, problems that you need to solve uh, than what we we are doing right now, because for, for me in Shadow Warrior 3, it's not only the AI and the logic behind it. Uh, it's more about uh, making just fun and creative uh, puzzle for the player to solve, right, while he's on the battlefield. So each AI can need to serve certain purposes, and some of them aren't even that, you know, intelligent in that sense, but they need to have all the other things that are make them shine there because they have certain roles and they need to fulfill that roles. And for that... I feel like not only the you know the the logic the the codes of the AI of itself, but you know the animations uh, are really selling what he's the guy doing, the sound and everything. So all the composition to just for me achieve the clarity of the battlefield, like you're seeing the map, and you need to you know okay this guy is doing that, this guy is doing that. This you need to to, to make the split second decisions uh, and then make a decision about your arsenal and your movement and everything. So. Um that's for me, the clarity and the strict roles that the AIs uh, have on the battlefield is very important and also there's the you know the, sp- the spatial uh, relation, how they relate to each other, how they uh, support the certain you know traps or things on the battlefield. So, I don't know if that answers your question, but I am no, looking for the, like, cl- the like
0: clarity. You, you look at it, like it, it sounds to me like you really look at, at AI in Shadow Warrior from sort of a 10,000 foot view above. Like you're looking almost like you're playing chess with it. Like this, you know, this, this enemy needs to do this and have this role. So I, I just, I find it interesting. I, I thought that was a great answer to the question. Now okay. uh, you've been at Flying Wild Hog for almost nine years now. And that's, that's a long time to be at one company in any field, but it's, uh, based on what I've read about game development, it seems to be an especially long time to be at one studio. So, What do you attribute that to? It's, uh, your, your longevity at, at Flying Wild Hog?
1: First and foremost, you know, like at the start, I was, as I, as I mentioned, I was just in, in impressed by the, you know, by the skill set, by, you know, by the previous games, by the hard reset, which was great. And, you know, just to have the opportunity to work, uh, you know, with the guys that know so much and I can learn so much. I just, the the, the clear answer is like, I just became friends with a lot of them. I really like work with them. I'm just feel happy here. And from like my career perspective, I'm, you know, I'm always doing something new with each and every iteration of the project. For me, uh, I'm constantly challenged. I'm challenging myself. I'm making mistakes. I learn from them. It's for me a great place to just develop, just to develop myself. As a person, as a, as a, as a, you know, as a colleague, as a team player, as the, I have everything here, and I can be creative as well. So that that's just works here. I don't know.
0: <laughs> that's exactly what you want. That's that's great. That's that's fantastic. Now for your tenth work anniversary, ten years. Do you get like an actual flying wild hog, like, a, like in, a, as a, in cake form or is, is, do you get anything special for, for the 10 year anniversary?
1: Uh, I, actually, recently we've got the 12th anniversary of the studio. Uh, and there were these statues for the first, first we, we did this 3D statues of the flying wild hog, the, 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 the logo uh, with the bro- bronze and everything. So we actually have this kind of, you know, uh, way of 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 uh, saying people that stayed too long, uh, this long here, just thank you. And this is really really great. As I really like the logo as well. So you know, it's funny and kind of sells the, the you know, the vibe that we've got here. So
0: <laughs> you guys rebooted Shadow Warrior before id software rebooted doom but you've both done an exceptionally great job at at reinventing these two you know beloved 90s 1990s shooter franchises i'm just curious what what do you think of doom and doom eternal
1: Uh, i love these games these are just they are great they are you know which 10 millions of players probably can say I understand the the comparisons that we that we've got uh, on the comment sections uh, in, in, underneath, you know, the videos that we we are you know sharing with the people, and I think I know why is that uh, the issue like the issue why is why is that comparison happening? So uh, I think that this came to the, the new edition of the finishers, and. But but we always when, when we are adding something we always wanted to do something you know different uh, about it about the feature so we wanted to make it ours and let's just copy uh, the ideas obviously so we we've we've been thinking about the finishers, for example like since first game but we didn't know exactly what to do with them uh, and uh, funny thing is like the first first Shadow Warrior the ninety seven one. Uh, got this, you know, weapons from the enemies, but it wasn't connected through the nice animation. They just drop on the, the ground and you can pick it up. So this is like, so, so we just turned the first circle and thought like, wow, this is the great thing that could, you know, support that, like when you do a finishing move, it's not like you're ending the, the enemy and that's, that's the end of the encounter. You're just starting, right? Because you're now getting something way stronger. So, uh, so I I think that you know in, with that in mind we just just went with how to create something something ours how to how to make our gear shine and be creative and and different. So obviously there are comparisons, but we are always putting uh, you know uh, the the accents on on the things that 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 make us different, like the katana, like the finishers, like the grapple hook, and you know wall running and everything, and the whole you know setting and everything. So the humor the comedy that's i'm really you know i'm really happy for the comparisons but you know it's
0: yeah now i i i I am curious (laughs) since uh doom eternal ended up you know you while you've been in development with shadow warrior 3 doom eternal came out last year (laughs) was there anything in there when you played doom eternal that you went Oh shoot! I wish we'd done that. Or oh, we're doing that. Like I'm. I'm just sort of curious if that ever happens in in game development, or or if you just kind of don't worry about it and you're just focused on Shadow Warrior three. Uh,
1: uh, the we're doing that uh, is the feeling that I think we've got throughout the, each and every game. At some point, there's so many good games and so many ideas that that you can draw from, and the the games are just developing. Based on you know your experience, that so if anyone is a gamer, he he starts to 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 work on that. Obviously, there could s- similar things just could happen because there are, the environment is the same. It's very like similar. It's like fast-paced shooter and everything. So these things happen, but we never we never think of that like oh no, we cannot do that because some other game is doing that. It's it's not how it works. It, the question is, will it make our games be- Game better? Then fine, let's go with it. I think. Again, our game has so much character on its own that it can stand and support on that. And every addition, if it benefits the game, then great. I suppose everyone will love it.
0: Now, you've been working on Shadow Warrior since the the first, the original reboot at Flying Wild Hog. So this is your third one now, long time. I'm curious, have you ever heard from any of the original 1997 shadow warrior developers from 3d realms and and if so i'm curious what they had to say to you about the new shadow warriors
1: frankly speaking the the, the short answer is no there were some business you know discussions when we uh with the, the devolver uh came with the proposition to to work on that uh ip uh, but i don't recall any contacts later we just you know when it with it and do something on our own with the, with the franchise and that's how we are working since then so uh, no
0: well i mean i was just kind of curious cuz that you know i'm sure i'm sure there are some original shadow warrior developers that have played at least shadow warrior 1 or 2 and and i mean you made great games i mean they're so i'm sure they've they enjoyed them i was just sort of curious if if they ever reach out and and connect with you or not but um now I I do need to ask you know the, obviously the cultural landscape has changed a lot just since the first Shadow Warrior reboot in 2013 let alone since the original in 1997 so I I'm curious you know how is the team <clears throat> excuse me how is your development team being you know sensitive to and respectful of Asian culture are there Asian writers voice actors I, I just wonder if you could speak to that for a minute
1: So uh, you know, we've been developing the game that had some, you know, uh, baggage, and we, since the reboot, we w- we were trying to be uh, sensitive. Obviously, that things are changing as we go, and uh, we we are uh, currently in the process, actually, to you know, to to uh, to support that what's, what's uh, going on, and we are in the process of actually recasting the uh, recasting the Shadow Warrior. Uh, Three, So that's more or less we are in the middle of this process, so we need to we need some time to uh, properly announce it and uh, give the details. But this is how we uh, are approaching that that uh, you know uh, that that landscape that we are in, and we we want to you know uh, be just do the right thing.
0: That's great to hear. That is great to hear. We'll look forward to hearing more about that soon. Now, a uh, couple more questions before I let you go. The Polish game development community has, has really gotten so much bigger over the years. I mean, you know, you've mentioned a couple of Techland, CD Projekt Red, 11-Bit Studios, Bloober Team, where you had been. You guys, obviously. Is there any friendly competition or is it more everybody roots for each other? I'm just sort of curious what the what that game development community is like for you in Poland.
1: It's... You know, I think it's great what's happening here. Like the the, the the game dev in Poland is growing so fast, like any other industry, like no other industry here. Uh, and it's great that we became like, uh, like the games we, we are m- making became like, uh, like a stamp of Polish, like, you know, uh, creativity. And uh, actually, you know, it, it's a it's a tough process of making games, so it's also up so something about you know uh, how good we are in like programming or like how good artists do we have here. So it's personally I'm just rooting for everyone because each and every hit makes makes me proud and this is great that you know we have this kind of uh, interesting people around just to just to build this gr- these great things. So th- there's a big growth, a lot of new people, and and that's just working great for everyone.
0: Love it. Well, the last question I have for you, we're going to hope that your PR person has gotten up to get a snack and isn't listening anymore. (laughs) So Flying Wild Hog, uh, when I was getting ready for this interview, I I saw I was reminded that that your studio signed a a deal to do a game with with Focus Home Interactive. So I was just kind of curious. Is there any little hints or anything you can tell me about that project?
1: I'm not on the team and I'm just not, you know, the right person to, uh, to speak about it.
0: Fair enough. A journalist has to try, uh, (laughs) Kuba Obon. Thank you so much. I had a great time talking to you about your career and about Shadow Warrior 3 and, and I know it's out later this year, PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. We don't have a, a release date specifically as of yet, but, but, uh, yeah, Are are you guys doing well here? Is it, is the team feeling good coming towards the end?
1: Yes, we're feeling strong. We are really happy. You know, we are really happy with the response we've got. I think the the comments are all but positive. So they they all positive and great. And, and it's we are feeling you know that we are doing the best <laughs> the best Shadow Warrior possible. And yeah, it's gonna be great.
0: <laughs> Excellent, uh, Kuba. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming by. Thank you, Ryan. For more from the best, brightest, most interesting minds in the games industry, check back every month for another new episode of IGN Unfiltered.